Let me get that intro. Honesty ain't too high on your people's priorities, right? Honesty? You want honesty? All right, honestly? Yang Gang, 2020, y'all. Hello and welcome to another episode of An Honest Word Podcast. We're your hosts, Connor and Evan. A.K.A. Pops and the Paisan. A.K.A. the Pops and the Paisan. We're back here with another, honestly, like... Honestly, one of the, good. one of the a very honest podcast. That's Just that's what that's what this week is all about. Keep hitting home uh, runs. Yeah, Yang Gang twenty twenty. What do we mean by that, Sean? Um, we recently to your your podcast hosts here. We happened to have gone out and saw presidential candidate Andrew Yang speak um, this past Friday, and it was a uh, it was good. And I'm inspired by his message. And I was not even someone who originally bought into this, bought into his ideas. Um, but now I, um, I very much support them. And uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. And if you haven't, if you haven't checked out his message and the things, look him up. He look, does, yeah, look, look him up. up. Look him up on uh, the internet. Look him, you know, ask the elder brain to show you some things about Andrew Yang and what he's up to. He's promoting the idea. He's running on the platform of universal basic income or what is he what he's calling it is the freedom dividend um, freedom dividend now when shit. you hear that yeah shit what you, shit freedom anything with freedom attached to it I'm gonna eat I'm gonna get mine um freedom is that attachment for my Chevy Chevy and GMC, GMC. Chevy Colorado it'll oh, get you where you like go like a rock <laughs> uh fuck man you get me off topic here um the freedom dividend. The freedom dividend. What he is suggesting that the government, yes, the government actually pays its citizens, yes, its citizens, a thousand dollars a month if you are over the age of eighteen and are an American citizen. Yeah. You get a thousand dollars a month, no questions asked. Now you hear that and you're like, oh, you immediately write it off as socialism, fucking com the fucking commies. What are they with all their progressive ideas? Sure. And <clears throat> I, w- I guess I wouldn't be so enthusiastic about the guy if he wasn't able to explain what he means by this stuff. Yeah. And this man can actually talk policy, calm, collect, not bashing the other side, not shit-talking Trump. He is focused on a solution to a major problem in this country, and yeah. that is the automation of the labor force. Yeah. And what this man is trying to do with his policy and his platform is to get ahead of this what he, what everyone is calling this tidal wave, that is going to smack us in the face if we are not adequately prepared. Now, let's be honest. Looking back in history, have has humanity ever been adequately adequately prepared for a shitstorm that comes and in, in just, you know, we know we were smart enough to, to do stuff to do preventative measures, but we uh, we chose to be ignorant and not do anything about it. Yeah. But I don't think this is something that we can. Uh, we are talking about a replacement, a potential replacement of over 50% of the labor force in this country. And something like that happens. That, That is when things reach the boiling point. That's when things tip over, spill over. And in situations like that where, you're, you know, the people who are at risk of losing their jobs could end up losing an entire livelihood just like that in the blink of an eye... Uh, they're not going to be happy about it. 
Yeah. They're going to be uh, probably pretty fucking reactive and uh, lash out over what had just happened to them. And them coming to the government saying, no one told us. No one. Well, here, enter Yang Gang. Yeah. Andrew Yang letting us know. And I think in large part it has to do with his direct connections with the, uh, the Silicon Valley people. Yeah. Who were telling him, like, look, man, we're not doing this on purpose. This is the evolution of the market. And, uh, you know, we're not out here to try to, like, you know, fuck this guy. We're going to take it. No. Yeah. Practically speaking, from an economical standpoint, automating yeah. a certain fraction of the labor force is going to, as uh, according to him, uh, save the country over $150 billion. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I do want to. There's a lot of topics that I want to talk about today. Oh, this is gonna so be I want to limit this. Yeah. But this is a heavyweight fucking. Mm, mm. I like what he said that it's basically when it comes down to it, it's just a large math problem that you have to solve and you have to make make work for all people. And who better to solve a math problem <laughs> but an Asian kid? <laughs> I uh, yeah. I I don't know, but it's uh. We'll see what happens, you know. I uh, I think he's getting a lot of steam, and I think his message is good. And if he doesn't win this year, this upcoming election, maybe a lot of the things that he talks about will at least become mainstream. Mainstream. And that's what he even said that too. He's like, look, yeah. if I lose, that's fine. But all I want is for this message to be mainstream. I want people to know that, like, look. Yeah. Not so much. I mean, okay, the universal basic income, yes, but I think. What he really wants people to know is, look, your jobs are going to be replaced. Yeah. If you have a job that is just nothing but trivial tasks, unskilled, you know, it's going to get automated. Yeah. And, and he uses the truck drivers as an example because that's a huge part of our labor force and, a, you know, one of the engines of our economy. Yeah. Is that is that kind of stuff. So, um I mean, shit, we probably have, what, five years? Ten years, probably ten years? Yeah. Those are, yeah, they're coming. I would say ten years. Yeah. Before shit really starts to pop off and yeah. it, it it really starts to show its face. Yeah. Anyway, we yeah, can we, talk we, about we, something. We, 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 we don't want to be morbid about it. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to be morbid about it's it. It's just got to adapt, you know? If you're a human being, this, this is my message. Adapt. Adaptation. Right, in one in to. one word, in one word, yeah. you can, you know, someone wants your advice, you can give them a one word solution, yeah. and that is, adapt, be flexible. Uh, I I am now finally taking, that advice. Yeah, you know, uh, I fought it for a while, and being stubborn, but. I'm glad I'm waking up to it now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you got to change everything, but no. you know, you just gotta like there needs say to like, be oh, this is the next thing. Yeah. yeah, and you have to be aware of it. You have to be. Doesn't mean you have to be completely open armed about it, but it also doesn't mean you have to be completely skeptical skeptical about it. Right. You need to find the middle ground of like, okay, like, I'll I'll see what this technology can do. See how I can use it, but you know, still. Approach it with uh, you know a grain of salt. Yeah. Anyway, I I had a topic that I wanted to speak on. Please share it. The okay, so this is the R and B, the intro, 
to the old R&B song. This is a complete 360, folks. And I don't, I don't even know if you consider this what I'm talking about, R&B. I guess it's funk. Maybe it's funk. Funk R&B hybrid. You know what I'm talking about? What era are you talking about? Are you talking I'm about talking New about, Age? Are you I'm talking, talking about New Age or like the old classic? I'm talking shit? about Curtis Mayfield, mid seventies. Oof, at the peak. Yeah, yeah. At the peak of pimping. And I'm just, uh, yeah. Here, let's let's get a little let's get a little sample of this here. So this is what I'm talking about. The intro. I've met many people. He's setting it up mm. here. I've met many people over the years. Mm. Mm. He's just sharing his struggles. Sharing his struggles, brother. Yeah. Dying so many years, you know? You don't really get these intros anymore. No. He's he's setting you up for, for what's to come. Yeah. He's setting the tone. Absolutely. Oof. Speaking to come the in truth here. all the while. I'm so glad I got my own. That's what I'm we, talking uh, This song is very appropriate for our this this current moment in time. For us right. at least. And that is the uh, positivity challenge that yeah. we have embarked on. Yeah. And that positivity challenge is not easy. Uh, let's just say I've had to restart uh, three days so far. Yeah. So I I went from Wednesday to Wednesday to Saturday to Saturday. I kind of forgot that I was on the positivity challenge. Dude, it re- okay, okay. Let us explain Did I have to y'all what... Thoughts? I th- huh? No, I think I did pretty well. Mm, this requires, like, moment-to-moment diligence of, like, okay. really watching explain. how your thoughts... Okay, so we'll set this up for the listeners. The positivity challenge is uh, for one week. One week. One week. You, it, it's a, uh, a mental training exercise where you essentially become the watcher of your thoughts. What? Is someone knocking? No, I think someone, someone's hammering in the, uh, in the apartment mm. below us. Fuck them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, that completely went against the whole in positivity thing I just uh, was um, setting y'all up with. No, it's a, anyway, it's long story short, like you get one week... And you become the watcher of your thoughts, meaning you don't become a victim of them. You don't get carried away by your thoughts, which then become like these daydreams and then, you know, these uh, false senses of reality that you can get washed away with, with, with thoughts, right? Yeah. Uh, so what the challenge is saying is like, let the positive, the negative, the neutral thoughts, just watch them float in and out of your head throughout the day, right? Just like... And recognize them for what they are. And anytime a negative thought comes into the mind, you need to squash it, and to use their words, squash it like a bug. Use that mental imagery. It will kind of help you yeah. visualize what it means to like take control of your thoughts. Because you're not a victim of your thoughts. You very much have the power to dictate what is going on in your mind. Yeah. And really what it comes down to is shifting your, your mind and your outlook from what might be a negative construct, a negative outlook, into a more positive one. Yeah. And if you, f- if you allow the negative train of thoughts to persist for longer than a minute during the day, you need to restart 
the whole challenge. So it seems like, oh, it's one week. How hard is that? You know, I could barely do fucking sober October. I could barely go 30 days without a sip of beer or a hit of a joint. No, is, is that sad? I don't, I don't fucking know. It was hard, right? You get the social pressures and, you know, people are going out. You want to join them, but you can't because, you know, and the excuse is shit because, like, oh, I'm trying to stay sober for a month. And usually you get peer pressured into joining. Right. I only got about, like, 20 days deep into that challenge. Yeah. Anyway, but you think, it's like, oh, so one week. It's easy. It's really not, though. Because then you realize, like, how quickly you can be triggered by this petty shit that you see out and about in the world. Yeah. Someone cuts you off in traffic. Then you go down this whole path for a couple minutes sometimes of just like, oh, you motherfucker, you just cut me off. You didn't use a turn. Oh, these fucking, no, they're all terrible drivers. You know, you can get carried away with that. That raises your stress levels. It uh, makes you tense. You can't breathe easy. You know, all this petty shit that you concern yourself over. And if you stop doing that, you find a level of calmness, you know? Yeah. And I guess what helps to achieve that is to rewire the brain to think on only positive. Yeah. Only positive. I agree. Um, I agree. I, uh, I did want to say something about this, that Curtis Mayfield song we were listening to. Which is what ultimately set me up for this uh, discussion. Yeah. Yes. Because that song was a very positive song. I agree with and your positivity. And I just, I just want, I just want, I'm gonna play this again, okay? But I, I feel like forward. I'm becoming like a new age hippie over here. Okay, do you hear this? Boom! Like twelve instruments, maybe in this. I'm talking about. I'm trying to get the audience to be able to hear this. Mm. Mm. Groovy shit. Sheesh. Like. You just want to skip down the. Oof. You want to skip down the street, man. You want to do hopscotch on the on the corner. You maybe want to jump in some jump rope action. Like you remember the old games of elementary school, Foursquare and oof. shit. Listen to this. You got the piano. You've got trumpets. You've got bongos. the saxophone. You've got bongos. A full string section. Two chimes, rhythm guitars. A bass guitar. A regular drummer. Like, and then he's singing. Unreal. And so... I can just keep... Okay. But yeah, no. These songs nowadays... I'm not trying to be the old man yells at Cloud, but oh my god! When I was at Home Depot this weekend, that? and I heard it on the stereo overhead, I was like, what is all these times changing? Like, like, did you listen to that? That was someone... That that required 14 to 15 people to be in the room at the same time performing that. Nowadays, like, all these... Our music is a product of automation. Yeah. <laughs> our music, just like our labor force is going to be, is a product of automation, yeah. of, of false sounds created through digital means... Whereas not too long ago, it was very much a human a human um, effort involved. Uh, yeah. That's what created. That's what creates culture. That's what creates culture that you can that you can get behind, that you could rally behind. I feel like that's what people are starving for, man. They're starving for fucking culture, something to belong to, and the culture that we're providing is this shallow, substanceless shit. 
Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. from the music to our, uh, you know, what we do on weekends or what we consider to be a fun weekend, it's all just backwards, man. Yeah. I don't. You know what? What? You know what I did today? You uh, went to Home Depot and. No, incorrect. I went to REI. And I washed Rodriguez's car. And it was, uh, so this is talking about, you know, things to do on weekends. Growing up, when I was a kid, this is, this is, this is a flashback. It's a flashback with Pops. When I was a kid, my dad used to make me wash my car in a manner that I usually didn't enjoy. Because I was like, ah, you know, my friends, they're out doing things. I'm sitting here, I'm, you know, I'm scrubbing a tire, right? Nowadays, love washing the car, you know? It's. I think it, it can attest to uh, what we've talked about, about the importance of having just like a ritual. You know, I feel like dads back in the day, they had yeah. their rituals. They had their weekend things they did. They cut the grass and they did it the right way. Yeah. They raked the leaves. They did it the right way. They washed their car every once in a while. They did it the right way. They had Watch a system. On a they Sunday. had a system yeah. to it. They organized their fucking garage according to the seasons. Yeah. They decluttered. Oof, yeah. They made it efficient. They made it make sense. I remember my dad was so strict on fucking like, you cut the grass this way, you go this direction, you always sweep the fucking sidewalk when you're done cutting the grass. You don't leave the grass all over the shit and make it look... You know, like half-assed. You do the work, you do it well. You don't half-ass it. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Alarms. Alarms. Right. Sorry, Sean. I'm, I'm passing it off to you. It's all right. It's all right. You were the one who brought up the talk, but anyway, so... Yeah. Please do elaborate. Yeah, so washing your car. Look, I'm not saying that the car drives better when it's clean, but that's exactly what I'm saying. It's, uh, look... Your car knows when it's dirty, and your car knows when it's clean. And you put some soap on it, you know, you scrub the dirt off. It's a process. Like, your car should be something that you respect. So when you're on the roadways, you're constantly aware of the fact that I'm driving a clean car. Because I made, I made the conscious choice to clean this vehicle. So I believe in having a clean car myself. Like, this is a space that I can control. You know, and whereas some other spaces, i.e. the workplace, there are things you can't control when I'm on, when I'm on public transportation. But my car, that's, um, and you might ask, why do you need a car and public transportation? And that's because in this city, traveling is expensive. And shop likes convenience. And I like convenience. And it is very, it's not only convenient, it's the quickest way. I, um, yeah. I was talking, I was talking to someone the other day, and they traveled all the way to San Francisco from Pleasanton five days a week. I'm like, oof. Oof. All right, I'm back. It takes me 45 minutes, and I live six miles away. This guy's coming from Pleasanton. (laughs) Oh. Anyway, that's something that uh, most of our listeners might not know anything about. Pleasanton, it's, you know, you head east. And, uh, you head know, east across the you're bridge. You're not going to get there, but, uh, you know. Wherever the fuck, wherever the fuck. You know, you put it in the Google Maps and, uh, you know, you drive there, you'll be all right. But you were talking about you enjoy washing, washing a fucking car. car. Yeah, yeah, I talked about but that. But we were talking about, like, 
That's that oh, used oh. to be according to the American dad back in the day, that yeah. was considered a job well done. You cut the grass, you rake the leaves, you shovel the snow, you kept your house and your lawn orderly along with the other neighbors, so it was a presentable fucking community for your fucking kids to grow up in. Exactly. Okay. And so live a good life. I didn't, I didn't even finish my story. So I, I wash I wash the car. Stories here. I wash the I'm car. Dropping bombs over here and you never fucking explain it. I'm closing the garage. Okay. He's closing and, the garage. And folks. I look out the front door, which is where the hose is right next to that. So I gotta unscrew it, right? And uh, guess who's coming out and starts washing their car? Neighbor across the street. He saw me. I started trying to thought, mm, this guy's washing the car. He seems like, all right. I see you, neighbor. You're gonna try to one up me, motherfucker. I'm gonna go clean my car. And you know what? I'm not only gonna clean. I'm not. I'm not only gonna clean my car. I'm gonna go fucking cut my grass. Exactly. So that means that you're gonna have to go cut no, your grass, no. asshole. No, and the neighbor next door. Okay, the neighbor across the street started cleaning the car. The car. The neighbor next door started cutting the grass. Uh huh. See, everyone was everyone was everyone was one up in motherfuckers. See, like that's 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 oh, the way shit, the suburban well, maybe day. I gotta, then you got the, then you got the other guy cleaning the gutters out with the you know the the leaves clogging the shit. Yes. Um, it's like uh, it's like the human version of Twilight Zone when the the uh, or is it Twilight Hour when the do- all the dogs start fucking barking at once at night. You ever hear that? Like one dog barks and then the other dog and then yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, neighborhood yeah. just goes up and yeah. dog barks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. Did you get fed today? Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, you always talk about making a TV show about dogs specifically on the 4th of July. Yes. Well, okay. Uh you mm, okay. What what um, okay, if so let's ooh, say we You know come what? To HBO. This should be this should be an off-air <laughs> yeah. discussion because this is a brilliant idea. Yeah. And uh no one better fucking take it. But Sorry. we could talk about uh not going to name drop here. Uh we could talk about doing that animation with Yes. Yeah. I agree. Do anyway, you, um, anyway, I always I'm thought it, I always I thought really it was a funny so. idea because if you watch the show Animals on HBO, they have great storylines, and I thought, you know, why the fuck did they never do one about dogs on the Fourth of July? Yeah, so speak on it. Let's an animated let's series hear about this. Let's because hear about dogs this. freak the fuck out on the Fourth of July. They li- that is that is a dog's Armageddon. That is the dog's Dude. end of days, and it happens every year, and. They're, they they live through this perpetual Bro, hell. We should animate this. It's not impossible. And uh, sorry, I couldn't reach your shot. Here's here's the thing. I like I you know granted we put this out to the public so people if they listen to it could take this in theory. But I've seen our analytics numbers and as of right now, no, not really many people are listening. So. Uh, and then I have the opportunity to copyright that shit. Yeah. Motherfucker. Exactly. Exactly. Put that shit on paper. Yeah. We'll uh, yeah, we'll get listeners anyway. But yeah, dude, I uh, I was showing you this animation for this project that I may or may not be working on, right? Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Dude, this shit. I mean, I uh, like man, like I've been like literally shopping this script for like four years, so to finally see like this coming together in some form, it's uh, it's something. Well, anytime you get a project that you're excited about, when that starts to inch forward and you start to see the results of that effort, yeah, that's what's like, okay, maybe I can do this. You can, you, you can apply that mentality uh, with your working out. 
Yeah. Or with working out in general for anyone. Oh. It's like Should at we the a at the uh, what what? Swole season? But no, 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 sorry. But sorry. We gotta we, pace we, ourselves. We, we, can't, we can't be just dropping shot bombs all over the place. Like, uh, May, uh, Mayvon's gonna finish. There's, his there's gotta be. And you know what? At this point, I probably forgot it because you got me off point. You're talking about this is what you do with working out. Yeah, the mentality yeah. of, you know, at the outset, you're not gonna see results. But if you stick with it. Yeah. See, I okay, this is a topic I feel like isn't talked about enough is the culture that we live in, that we grew up in, yeah. or or came of age in, was the culture of instant gratification instead of the delayed satisfaction. Yeah. Right? Where it's it's hard to imagine a world when you don't get something like any desire instantly gratified. Like if you're hungry, boom, DoorDash. If you, oh man, I'm out of weed, boom, ease. Or you name it. You can get yeah. your fucking groceries shipped to you. Yeah. Um, it's true. Tomorrow. And and I don't think it's talked about enough of like what effects does that have on the mind? Yeah. How does it train the mind to think? And what is the difference between instant gratification, the pros and cons of that, compared to a delayed satisfaction of putting in the effort to to bring like an idea to fruition? Yeah. To bring an idea to a, a viable business. Um, that's delayed satisfaction, and, and that's a culture that you know. Shit, we didn't come of age in. No. See, that's no. the. I feel like that might be one of the curses of technology. You know, actually, can Excuse I excuse our on senses something? of fucking reality? Can I speak on something building on that? Please do. I or would hope you... you would. Okay. Just part of the conversation. I don't know if you wanted to. Uh, you wanted to build off that in any specific direction but I went to a store the other, I went to a store yesterday Shaw went to a store called Fry's Electronics I'm surprised it wasn't called Home Depot okay but carry on Can, okay before I go into the Fry's Electronics maybe some people Pops went shopping maybe some people who are listening to this podcast have heard the fry, of the Fry's Le- Electronics but some haven't I haven't okay so here's what Fry's Electronics is think about Think about if Amazon was to take their whole technology section, include a bunch of old technology where new parts are still sold, and put this into a brick-and-mortar store. This place is the coolest thing I've ever seen, dude. They had, like, they had cords for, they had cords for products made in the 90s. (laughs) And they were new. Like, and this place is going, this place is, I'm not saying it's going to go out of business, but... What is the point that you're trying to make with this? This place, the Amazons of the world, and I say this knowing full well I'm about to watch something on my Amazon Fire Stick later in the day. Uh, indeed. Yeah. The Amazons <laughs> of the world are putting Yo, the Fry's Electronics out, out, out that of business. Cook documentary? <laughs> this is the Fry's Electronics in Silicon oh, Valley, dude. Sunday. Oh, dude, the Theranos documentary drops today. Ooh. Topic. Okay. Topic. We brought that. We talked about this, I think, in like episode one or two, if I'm not mistaken. Probably, but here is a fresh update on whatever the fuck we talked about a couple podcasts ago. HBO. This is Elizabeth Holmes. Okay, so Theranos, they went out of business September 2018, which is basically like yesterday. And Theranos was a... They were a biotech company that claimed that they could revolutionize the healthcare industry 
through quick and easy blood samples that people could take at home with just a single drop of blood and analyze all these different types of problems, right? A great idea in theory, but in practice, basically impossible by, with today's medical technology, okay? So this woman basically ran this company with a fraudulent product. It was a publicly traded company and basically did all these tests that people based their own livelihood and medical care on and it was all fake and none of it was real. So over one and a half million people made wow. conscious decisions about their whether health. or not they had cancer, should I do this? Yeah. Right, their health based on blood tests that were not real. And let's keep yeah. in mind, people, that I don't believe this woman saw jail time. No, she did not. She didn't, and... She's she engaged was, now. She just she got was, engaged. She is a white, blonde hair, blue-eyed, privileged, wealthy woman. Yeah, me, but a chick. <laughs> sure, yeah. but it proves that if you have money... No, I mean, she was much more intelligent than I am. But if you have money, like this, this bitch did not face jail time. No. And she fucked over... Okay, Bernie Madoff fucked over millions, okay? Yeah, and so he, she, And he faced jail time, way. and she fucked over millions? Yeah. Honestly, could have been even more detrimental because we're talking about people's health here. Yeah. They were making health decisions. What if their health decisions but the, the, the difference was a detriment? difference is when they're making those decisions, they're not looking at her. They're looking at a nurse. They're looking at a doctor. I think that's I think that's why she's able to get away with it. Whereas like with Madoff, it's like they knew they were investing with his firm, right? Well, Dude, I guess but it was her. But she yeah. she was the she was the idea behind it. She was the driving force behind this fraudulent activity. Yeah. And this bitch didn't see a yeah. day in prison. And they literally would did she take, get fined? I don't. I shouldn't. Uh, I mean, I mean, she has no net worth. She was at one point in time worth one and a half billion dollars less than four years ago. So and she's worth nothing. Now. She was completely desperate for yeah. recognition that she yeah that it led her to do fraudulent things, which the, is she, pretty they pathetic. Would take, pretty fucking because pathetic. they needed some blood tests to basically perpetuate this lie to actually be real. They would take Siemens devices, which is another healthcare company, and put their own plastic casing over these things when it wasn't their technology, and they would tout it off as their own. Yeah, and this this company got a valuation of, you know, a couple billion. She herself was worth like one, one and a half billion in stock. Pretty wild. What a bitch. Yeah. Anyway. Well, the documentary is coming out tonight, and it's going to be fascinating, and all the better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say. I agree. But, uh, but yeah. Should I play another song? Yeah. Mm. Just oh hold on let's let's get let's just honestly we're appreciating live music on this podcast just look at these chords shit she and see this is where hip hop comes from yeah. right this is where they sampled all of this music listen to that. This, this Curtis? is like six instruments right now. Curtis? Yeah. Always make sure we're giving credit where it's due. There hasn't you're even you're driving down a sunny street. Uh, dude. I'm driving down Low the ride. I'm dropping down the Embarcadero. I got palm trees. I got the bay. I got the blue skies. I got bay right next to me. 
we're cruising, we're laughing, probably high, probably going to get something to eat, Oof. something to drink. This has been a Just minute. Cruising. Not a single word yet. Just cruising. Oof. He's setting you up for the tone, man. He's setting Oof. you up. Then he blow. Haymakers with the jazz. Oof. Full string section again. Orchestras. We here at an Honest Word podcast don't give a damn about copyright issues. We're giving full credit to Curtis Mayfield and all the band players that are involved in this music. Minute thirty, no words. But what do you? I'm guess. I, I guess what I want to ask is, what do you want to get out of playing that? Like, what are you trying to? What, I do, what are you trying people to? People to know that that okay. exists. Dude. Okay. But what? What? It, what? Expand upon that. It's like. Nowadays, you listen to this music on the radio, and there is a difference. There is a difference between that and electronic music. And and I'm not saying all electronic music is bad. I'm not, because I listen to that. But it's not that, and it never will be. And if, like, if you go in and you sit on a keyboard and try to play all of those instruments that they just played in that song, maybe you can do it. And keep in mind. But you can mind, never make that. These are kids from the inner never. city. They barely had adequate funds to get an education. They had second-rate instruments in the schools. And these people come out and make the best music. Incredible. And this is a point that I made to you a couple days ago about great music, great art, anything of great creativity comes from those who suffer. Yeah. What artist do you know that hasn't had some tragedy in his life, some hardship, some major pitfall that just changed the trajectory of their life? I mean, come on. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Musicians, painters, sculptors, they all had this one. Do you know Curtis Mayfield's story? They all had this one little thing. But what I'm saying is that these people, the. these these band players, um, they had it naturally. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it didn't matter if it was second rate instruments or a thousand dollar violin or whatever. Yeah. They had it inherent in their DNA. Yeah. To to create sound, to create music. Yeah. I I would agree. I um I would like to give my honest individual of the week award to Curtis Mayfield. Personally. Okay. We were initially going to go with St. Patrick, but looking more into his story, he's kind of a dick. Uh, <laughs> and uh, honestly, I don't see anything too special about him. And uh, here we are taking a... Really, it's just a celebration of Ireland. We can see it as that. St. Patrick's is just a, a nice name. And as we say this, we're going to grab a shot of some Irish whiskey, yeah. of some Kilbrin. But... I do want to speak who specifically on Curtis Mayfield. His story, now granted, he like that was when his prime. So a stage light fell on his head and he became paralyzed oh, from the yeah, neck yeah, down yeah. in the lower I 90s. Remember you tell me this. Yeah. And he dropped two albums after, which are both incredible albums. But like you listen to that, like you can't tell me. Can I okay, can I talk about this song Thadiana? You don't have to ask me. 
Thadiana. This was in the top Thadiana. 100 on iTunes. Who it's makes pretty, this? That's, it's a pretty, that's a pretty slick fucking name. It's obviously like Tatiana, but it's like Thad. Thad is like yeah. an urban word that means Tatiana is woman a woman with a child name. who lives with her parents. <laughs> anyway. I just Thank you for the translation, Sean. Blueface is the one who makes this song. Let's let's see, let's listen to this song. Let's just just kind of listen. This is the music video. This is Curtis still? No. What the fuck is this? This is Thadiana. Oh, this is new age music. This is new age music. I want people to hear the difference. Okay. He has an intro. Yeah. I don't even. The problem is that I really don't even hate this stuff, <laughs> but but it's just there is a difference. Is all I want to say is there is a difference between that. I will give him credit for having some sort of you know it's got some it's vocal got some intro rhythm. where he's he, he's setting up the story to it. Yeah. But bust down Thadiana. <laughs> I feel like if any other artist from the early 2000s or 90s or even before that would have done that beat justice. Yeah. But like there's oh, this should just be what this podcast turns into. You want to Okay. We're what, still trying what is, to find our identity, folks. Yeah, we're out here just trying to like like all of you. I want to play one specific song though if I can ever get there. And this is by uh this is DJ Shab. Yeah. An honest word is becoming a yeah. review of music. Yeah, it no, is. But we, uh, we, so I guess, yeah, we'll give the honest individual of the week to Curtis Mayfield. Uh, despite it being St. Patrick's Day, one would think that we would give it to St. Patrick. But, again, looking into his story and... You know, he was a missionary and he forced upon this ideology through, you know, forced upon this ideology onto innocent peoples and probably brought about a whole wave of shit. Yeah. It's all in how you look at the history books. Yeah. Can I can I put on this song? I know people have heard this song. Okay, I'm going to preface. I'm going to give a little bit of an intro. You've heard this song before, but I want you to listen to this song. I want you to listen to this. Sean wants you to. This is listen. okay. This is the oh. greatest of all time at its peak, right here. This is what this is, and I don't even think people realize that. Like, this dude died when he was 24 years old. 24. I would say Biggie was the best hip-hop artist to have ever done it. And why do I say that? Because of his voice, his poise, his flow, his demeanor embodied hip-hop. Embodied New York hip-hop. Then you're asking, hey, hey, Connor, how, as you as a white boy, would have any idea about what happened in, in uh, 80s and 90s New York? I don't. But... Yeah. Listening to that dude rap, listening to that dude's music compared to the other hip hop artists, Oof. it was the embodiment of just that. It, it it could be played at a block party. You yeah. wouldn't really hear like, I mean Nas. You can't deny Nas with Illmatic. Um, that was also quintessential hip hop, but yeah. slightly different. 
than what Biggie was. Biggie was just like that block party, could throw down on a beat, but say serious shit, but still kind of give off that like you're grooving vibe. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that party vibe. You could you could listen to Big Papa. You could listen to whatever the fuck in a party situation. You hear Biggie on. You kind of everyone kind of just like oh, it's his voice. Yeah, exactly. It's his voice. Yeah, I don't know. Illmatic though. This is this. Is okay, the song. Illmatic. This dude wrote it when he was 18 years 18. old. Jeez. I remember listening to this when I when I was 18. It's the first time I heard it. And I was just like, what is this? You know, like... Sheesh. You have to give credit to Large Professor for finding Nas. Oh, uh, mean... Large Pro. I, uh... Dude, he, he was the one who did the beats. He was the one who, like... Got Nas onto the scene. He listened to his music, Large Professors. That is incredible. That's fucking hip hop. Yeah. Um, but you know, honestly, like my my looking into music and my being obsessed over music definitely has. I mean, I love music day to day. I listen to it. Um, but you know, when I was in high school, I was much more diligent with you know listening to albums or finding new artists. But now it's kind of just like. As I'm clicking around on YouTube, I'm like, oh, this sounds good. Oh, this sounds good. Yeah, I. Um, it's a different thing. Probably because I'm now. not putting the music on iTunes anymore. I don't care about artists. I just kind of, yeah. Oof. Oh, I Boy. am holding on to dear life to my I know, old iPod. I know I'm just going to. Can I just keep going here? Like, look, listen to this song. This is just full of copyright issues. It's not even funny, but. I don't even care, dude. Sue us. <laughs> don't do that. I'm just appreciating this. Who's that lady? Is that this song? Yeah. Who's that lady? Oh my goodness, dude. I'm not gonna lie, I, I I had a moment like this. Who's that lady? Oh, then they all come in and sink here. Here we yeah, go. There we go. Right here. Who's that lady? Who's that wow. Man, honestly, this puts me in a beautiful mood right yeah, now. Yeah. Hearing like, that. Just like... Son of a bitch. Like, that's... But that's what I'm saying about those new songs. They don't do that. Uh, they, like... Because there's no emotion attached to it. Uh, hold on. Look, here's another Isley's here. Listen to this. Oof. Like, oof. You get that rhythm guitar, a little bit of bass, piano. You feel a sense of humanity in this music. Yeah. What you hear nowadays is this mumbled garbage with this gibberish music. You know, the Oof. gibberish noises. The glitches and shit. Oof. Remember how brief of a time Dubstep had? In like Dude, I never, 2009 never to like 2012? That. It was awful. Awful. Yeah. Oh my god, that just... It made no sense to me. Action Bronson has a rap line. I could have been one of the Isleys. <laughs> no, you couldn't. I'm you fat motherfucker. <laughs> He's so full of shit. I love, I love him for it. And I was telling you, it was like some of his music most recently is like he literally doesn't rap. He just talks shit. But like it's no how it's really no different than like what Johnny Cash was doing. So, I shot my woman down. Like no, you didn't. You didn't do any of that. <laughs> That's true. It's 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 the same. It's just it takes a different form, and I agree with that. But I I just want people to know that electronic music will never replace a band. 
No. It, it won't and it can't. Like, Just like automation cannot replace no. a human. No. Even if it... Even if it shifts how the workforce operates, which brings us back full circle to what we talked about in the beginning of the podcast with Andrew Yang's campaign trying to get ahead of this AI wave that's coming, um, humans are important. Humans are to be valued. Okay. Yes, we can accept technology and its role in our lives, but that does not mean that that we should surrender ourselves to it. Yeah. And ultimately become a slave to it. Right? Right. Shaw's out here just trying to find the next, you know, yeah, funk track. And I'm over here fucking no, spewing conspiracies yeah, and shit. you can't become a slave to the automation, which is, is what I'm saying when I pick out these funk trucks. That's what I'm saying. You're driving down the street in downtown San Francisco. You hear this song on. You want to roll your windows down, turn the volume up. Look over to that person next to you and be like, yeah, remember this shit, bro. You think a robot can make this? Yeah, but not. it doesn't have no. the, that emotional response that you get if you're a human. I don't think so, dude. No, of course not. Yeah. Anything done robotically or digitally does not have the human no. emotion attached to it. It's dull and lifeless, even if there's a human behind its creation. It's still not as meaningful. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I um I do think that like, because you know I'm not saying all new music is bad. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I'm just saying that like just, you know. Sometimes you just gotta. It's not this. It's not this like. Oh, this song puts me in a great mood, dude. I swear, I shit you not, before I moved out here, I was in conversation with the guy that I was setting up to work for, work under, and I heard on the radio or through a shuffled song on my iPod, that song come on california it was in uh december so it was like california dreaming on a winter's day i was like the gods are talking to me yeah it's just like all right i'm listening yeah sometimes you get those little moments you're like wait a minute what the fuck is that like it stops you in your tracks is like that you ever hear okay so but that being said that doesn't mean i feel like we should take the time to point out new artists who are making that type of that type of stuff and who is that Joe? in my opinion anderson pack is someone who's making that type of stuff leon bridges anderson pack leon bridges uh rafael sadiq yeah like this is something mm. i love the song the bird yeah his voice though is just very complimentary to yeah this podcast has just turned into just a music review session but but I don't even care dude this is almost what it should have been uh, the whole time <laughs> Oof. I'd be concerned about copyright issues but it's alright just songs for credit listen to that listen Oof. to that That that's got some soul behind it you get soul from pain but you're doing well you don't you don't ever intentionally enter in a world of pain but you 
you know, if, if, if life deals you that hand of pain and struggle, you deal with it. You yeah. fight through it. You fight till you get to the other side. You know that it's not permanent. It's only temporary. Yeah. No matter how painful it is, if it's loss of a family member, if it's a disease, whatever, fucking fight through it. Power through it. Yeah. And know that, you know, there's something better on the other side of it. I agree. It's not permanent. Nothing's permanent. I agree. Can I can I play something here? Just <laughs> I don't think I have a choice in this. Uh... No, you don't. But it's okay. You're going to like this. <laughs> no, you know. All right. Maybe. It's a brief service announcement. This is a service announcement. Yeah. This following program is dedicated to the city and people of San Francisco. Who may not know it, but they are beautiful. And so is their Oof. city. Ooh. Particularly the Europeans. Yeah. And on that note, do we want to wrap it up? Yeah, we can. Uh, we can where are we at? On that note, um, where are we at? Forty-nine minutes, ten seconds. Not too seconds. bad. Not too bad. Like clockwork, people. Yeah. Like clockwork. We deliver you. Some silly content. I, I feel like and every a, and episode, an hour or less. I feel like every episode we make is our best. I feel like we just consistently keep improving. We would hope that the listeners stick with us as we proceed through this learning curve of how we can better each and every episode. Because that's the goal. We want to get better with each and every episode, and I th- and we both think that that's the case. So just bear with us because it's just going to keep getting better. Yeah. We're gonna have better things to talk about. We'll we'll eventually find exactly what the Honest Word podcast is about. Yeah. It's still in its early stages, its infancy. It's gonna keep growing, y'all. Yeah, I agree. Until then. Yeah. Yang Gang twenty twenty. Check Andrew Yang out. Listen to what he's gotta say. Be open minded about it. Don't be some fucking agoots, some schmuck who's not gonna listen. Because you, you were so ingrained in your preconceived notions of life or in reality, whatever. Just yeah. give them give the time of day. I agree. Uh, I'm going to go out with this. We're going to walk Fade away this with out. this. Peace.